Okay, keep going. And then you're just gonna sign your name on the back. So I just signed my name on the back of the ticket? I just said that. Sorry. I'm getting nervous around anyone official. You should see me at customs. Start asking about their travel plans. Hello and welcome back to What You Talking, a Kim's Convenience Podcast. And today we're gonna talk about silent auction. Joining me for this episode is Ruby. Hello. Uh, my cousin Jay, who's coming back from season one. Hey everyone. And our friend Ann Beauty, who's a first timer to this. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys, for joining us. Great to be here again. Thank you for having us here. I'm very excited. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> and Beauty's a relatively new uh, Kimbit. Kim yeah, Kim yes. San to the show. And uh, yeah, so what are your just overall impressions so far of Kim's? It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it is so funny. Yeah. I. I I love it. So I, I just finished watching rewatching season one. Okay. So uh, yeah, it's it's definitely a great great show. I, <laughs> I love it so much. Yeah, I don't watch much TV. So for what it's worth, I actually don't watch a whole lot of TV, but I can't stop watching Kim's. Yeah, it it took me probably about a year of convincing to get Ann Beauty on because of course she's she's super busy with her daily life. She runs five Ks for breakfast, literally. 5Ks or 10Ks uh, in between taking care of kids and all that stuff. So it, it, it's it's amazing you found time to fit this in and glad that you like it. Yeah, I'm wondering what took me so long. <laughs> You're literally running around all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> so jumping into this episode, of course, uh, we're going to be talking about the intro. And I broke it up into three parts that I call first part or I guess we'll come into it a bit later. I left the diamonds in the other car, one in a million chance, and holy mole. Mole? <laughs> mole? Mole. Mole, yeah. That's why Ruby's here, to correct me, because <laughs> I always get this stuff wrong. It's okay. I never used to be able to say chipotle. Chipotle? Yeah. I couldn't say it before. Bibimbap? I can say bibimbap. That's pretty easy, I think. No, it, bibimbap. 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 Cowby. <laughs> Sounds like a Batman sound effect. <laughs> beep, beep, <bop. laughs> one I can't get is bulgogi. Bulgogi? Bulgogi? Oh, have to roll the tongue? It's a bulgogi. Oh, bulgogi. Yeah. Oh, very good. <laughs> That's why Jay's here. Authentic Korean here. <laughs> okay, so the intro, uh, I just roughly called it a hallmark moment. Of course, you have Appa having his uh, great salesman skills, mm -hmm. trying to convince this, uh, this I guess, it, it wouldn't be a regular customer. He doesn't recognize who this person is. Trying to find a card for her friend who's not really her friend. I don't know how to really put it. She's just sort of like, oh, yeah, I missed her graduation and she's sick and a whole bunch of other stuff. So friends drift apart, you know, more, right. like, an, yeah, more like an acquaintance. It, it almost sounds like she's sort of an acquaintance at but this point. She said point. they used to be best friends. <laughs> who drifted very far <laughs> apart. Mr. Birthday, Mr. Graduation. Yes, I forgot the birthday. And uh, and then now she's sick, so she's finally going to see her. Um, but Appa, of course, in his infinite wisdom, decides to give her a sympathy card and say, you know, sorry that you're sorry I'm such a bad friend. So if you were in that store and Appa had told you, gave you this good advice, gave you this card, would you ever come back? Who? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I probably would be slightly offended. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. 
first time customer, last time customer. Wouldn't come back. No, <laughs> yeah. thank you. Yeah. Okay, if you're in Appa's position and somebody had come in giving you all these conditions for the card, because I can't imagine convenience store owners getting so involved in this stuff. Uh, would but if you had gotten involved, would you have given this kind of advice to oh, this? I person? would have been so annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> I've worked retail before, and yeah, you get customers who yes. are very indecisive, and they, yeah, they they seem to think they know what they want, and they tell you all these things, and and then after you speak to them and ask them mm-hmm. questions, it's not actually what they want. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would be super annoyed if I was Appa. <laughs> I feel like I'd be between a rock and a hard place because yes, I want the customer, but at the same time, I want this guy out of here. You know? <laughs> Half of me, the devil side, thinking to myself. I want to get this guy out of here. Let's just send this guy to the shop as a drug mart. They have more cards there. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm thinking the, the angel side thing. Mm, what can I do to help him? Maybe I can uh, get a pen out and then make a own card, make a little small changes so that I make this uh, card very, uh, very happy for the, this uh, customer's friend. Uh. <laughs> what I never understood is there's blank cards all the time. So why didn't he choose a blank card? Maybe he had an abundance of sympathy cards and he's figured, oh, oh you know what, we're going to sell the sympathy true. card. Just it, like the two for one raviolis. Two for one, two for two. <laughs> ah, two for two, sorry. Sim- he's Sim- a good businessman. <laughs> sympathy cards is a collecting dust, so I have to get rid because I want a new batch of a Halloween card coming in, Christmas card, bar mitzvah, all kind of a card, wedding card maybe. I think if Amma was there, she would probably try to sell a pack of cards, maybe take a dollar off, say, you know what, you probably need all of these cards for your friends, so here you go, dollar off, uh, just take all these cards in case you need them. Possibly. Yeah. Okay. So jumping into the first part, I called it Hole Mole. Hole Mole. 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 Oh, gosh. <laughs> 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 this is why I'm not the authority on things outside. Even even things within Korean stuff, I'm not really the authority. That's why Jay's here again. So uh, in season two, this is sort of the first episode where they kind of dig back into the whole Shanjung thing because they, they kind of put it on pause while developing uh, Jung and Kimchi's relationship through, mm-hmm. the, through the season. And uh, they uh, the first scene, you see Jung interacting with Terrence and then uh, he sees Shannon and Alejandro, uh, I guess, kissing and dancing and doing whatever in front of his really fancy M3, his BMW, just like Mrs. <laughs> Park. They both have BMWs. Uh, and Mrs. Park. Didn't I say that? Shoot. I heard you say Mr. Sorry. Maybe I just missed No, I probably... Uh, I don't know. I've had like three <laughs> <years now. laughs> And uh, of course, uh, Jung says that Shannon took like a two-hour lunch and he confronts mm-hmm. her and he blows up, feeling that he was taken advantage of. Um, so one of the things that kind of bothered me is that she walks in to kind of say, hey, uh, by the way, here are my leftovers. Uh this holy moly stuff. Now, if one of your co-workers walked in to you and, I guess, to say thanks as a favor or something and gave you leftovers, how would you feel about that? Gross. <laughs> Why are you giving me your half-eaten food? Yep, exactly. <laughs> I don't want your leftovers. Give me your free... Give me a whole new meal. Yeah. I don't want what you've bitten and yeah, everything. Weird. I don't want your backwash. <laughs> yeah. The only time I bring leftovers is probably for you, or you bring me leftovers every Saturday. Yeah. But... I, and I mean, we're like a couple, <laughs> yes. so I mean, that'd be acceptable. And, yeah. But they're like lunch buddies or 
work pals or well but maybe like in her mind <laughs> i think it was i think it was an afterthought yeah yeah right yeah. it's like oh shoot we didn't get anything for him <laughs> oh well we have these leftovers <laughs> in a way i probably take it in, in, a, in a negative way because it's like oh maybe the food that you ate wasn't uh, good and you want to pass the buck off to me you want me to have the rest of mm-hmm. it yeah mm-hmm. it's like you don't want to waste it but you don't want to eat it <laughs> So given that Shannon's been dumping all this work onto Jung, and of course she's taken this two-hour lunch break, would you feel, do you feel that Jung is justified in being mad about the whole situation? He can be mad, but like, as an employee, if your manager or your supervising manager is doing all these things kind of like not by the books and then you're covering for them, isn't that a normal everyday thing? Mm, I don't know. Yeah, like... Okay, for me, it's, it's sort of different because I sit at my desk and I eat lunch. I watch everybody else take lunch. So that's very... Yes. I'm like way other side of this. I would say it, it does happen in yeah. the real world yeah. for sure. For yeah. sure. Um, but he is... I would still say it's... He's justified in, in getting angry about yeah. that. Um, I think he's getting a little worked up because it's yeah. it's more personal mm-hmm. because if, if she had a two-hour lunch with someone else, right? Like her um, cousins. Yeah, something <laughs> like I don't think he would get that worked up about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's mixing business and pleasure so when you have the when you have the uh, mixture of the business and then his feelings yeah. that he's starting to develop with Shannon that's <laughs> like that's like a huge ignition of fire <laughs> that's yeah. a catalyst of something that's a catalyst of a, yep. Yep. an explosion about to happen right there mm-hmm. the, the interesting thing with this whole i mean yeah getting into the mixing the business and personal uh, of course it leads into the whole uh dealing with pr and pr comes and they're like oh yeah it's HR. just a prank sorry pr <laughs> hr same thing somebody else <laughs> <laughs> and uh and they come in and yeah it's just a prank it's just a prank but the the funny thing is that uh what comes out of this is that they somehow get down the line of you know were you guys are you guys in a relationship of course they're quick to say no she has a boyfriend but then uh they come up with the hypotheticals and it kind of comes out apparent that shannon uh, left it open saying oh yeah you know before before all that there could have probably been a chance of something. And Jung's just kind of like, huh, what? And actually, this is the first time that I caught it. I didn't even realize all that until I did these notes. But mm-hmm. I just found that really interesting that uh, that they actually added that in, which kind of does the lead into the season finale. But yeah, I guess yeah. we'll get into that later in the podcast. Um, they sound like a real couple arguing. Yeah, when for sure. was yelling like, at Don't Jung. you dare walk away from me. <laughs> your boss would never say that to you. HR would totally be on their backs. Your wife or your girlfriend or significant other definitely would. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Mm, okay. So, yeah, I guess that kind of wraps up the Shanjung stuff. Of course, um, as in season two, they've been kind of developing every character and it's they kind of revisit that. Of course, I'm not a big fan of Shanjung, so we're just going to gloss over that. So, the next part. <laughs> One in a million chance. Uh, this, of course, has to deal with uh, with Janet uh, when she scratches a ticket because she finds the Toonie there randomly. We still don't know whose Toonie that is. Mm-hmm. And she scratches the ticket and she wins. Now, I, I got to ask Jay, uh, is there a sort of rule that you can't buy your own ticket from your own store and win? 
No, absolutely not. Because when my parents ran a store, they would buy tickets all the time. And so let's say they won a, um, a big amount. Yeah. They would actually print out the receipt. Okay. Mm. Okay. And so- uh, funny thing is my dad used to watch several of our... Um, regular customers that would come in and play Proline and 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 um, these customers would always be winning all the time. So after they would put the sheet to the side to get thrown out, my dad would grab the sheet and he would copy the exact same numbers. So, so for a few weeks, he's winning like $100 here, $200 here, $300 here. So this episode kind of made me laugh. <laughs> Yeah, I was a bit confused by that because um, my mother-in-law actually had a store before that had um, a laser disc rental. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah, it goes way disc. back when. Whoa. Way back when. And she, um, she had uh, lottery tickets there as well. Mm-hmm. And um, there's actually a minimum quota that you need to meet. Like oh. to sell. Yeah, to sell. Oh, wow. So then, yeah, so they would, you know, buy tickets and stuff like that. To and the quota. Yeah, mm-hmm. and... Um, my husband, well, he was my boyfriend at the time, but my husband, he would win and he would claim it. Oh, so I was, okay. yeah. And he actually watched this episode with me. It was one <laughs> of the few episodes that he did watch with me. Um, okay. and, uh, he was like, what, how come, <laughs> yeah, how come this is a thing? So, but hmm. we do like for both of your families that had the stores, it was a while ago and this episode is, is recent. So I wonder if the laws did change because Mr. Kim did say there was a big scandal at a recent East Hill Variety Store, which is not a real store. I looked that up just in case. But in real life, there's been scandals where, let's say, someone walks in and then they say, oh, I've got a 649 ticket. Can you please check for me, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And then the store owner, right? He mm-hmm. would check it and then it will be a winner. And then the store owner would collected himself what and oh yeah, so, yeah i heard about that yeah he'd say oh sorry and you didn't so he'd be like, oh sorry uh oh, better luck next time you're not <laughs> in and meanwhile he's thinking oh yeah i just won five million dollars i'm gonna close to i'm gonna retire <laughs> oh wow so is that why like they makes that giant noise now winner canyon i'm just trying to picture you seem a little familiar with that ruby i can almost hear it i can almost picture someone doing a scam saying oh that's my cell phone ringing that's my uh dial tone you didn't win anything i'm so sorry i'm so sorry that's a that's a mrs apart calling right me right now one minute please one minute oh no Yeah, I, I'm just trying to picture like the quota of somebody like trying to meet that quota in a month, and then yeah. it's like, okay, I got to buy another like five tickets, and it's like, frick, frick, another four more to go. Yeah, I don't know. Well, he doesn't. Abba doesn't give more details about the whole thing, right? So there could be a lot more involved that, but you know, and it's always like those those stories that your parents tell, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I heard from so-and-so who heard from so-and-so who heard. And in that process, they leave out <laughs> a lot of details. They insert their own details, yeah. right? So it could have been like, a, you know, a minor thing. And then it just blew up to this huge <laughs> thing. And, oh, he lost his store. And, you know, he went bankrupt. Right? <laughs> so The game yeah. of telephone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So there might not be any issue whatsoever. Mm. But, you know, mm. and, yeah, so funny thought is Zappa at the end, he runs off with the toonie. What the hell is he going to do with the toonie? What is he going to just leave it in the cache? But anyway, I'm just going to leave that there. Uh, so Mr. Chin, of course, uh, 
at this <laughs> point, he walks into the store after Janet's kind of holding this ticket like she didn't rip it up. So she's wondering what to do with it. And the funny thing is that Mr. Chin, who's usually the troll, he comes in, he, he says his line, really snarky, and then he walks out. He, he's actually willing to help Janet. And uh, Mr. Chin to Appa is usually <clears throat> the one that is talking with Appa about Janet, not about Jung, usually about Janet. And... Um, but he also makes fun of her. Yeah, You're a he starving had, artist. <laughs> he, yeah, he has the old world views about how an arts degree would be useful, and he's like, even a Janet in this part, he's like, "What's the real plan? Social assistance, welfare, and uh, oh, that was so Asian. <laughs> <laughs> That's true." <laughs> Do we know anybody with like an arts degree? I I just imagine like I'm trying to picture like. Are we talking about like a fine arts degree? Yeah, like a fine okay. arts degree. So I was like, I graduated with honors bachelor of arts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering like if their parents if they experienced the same thing with their parents. Oh, our our friend Janet graduated from OCAD. Oh, right. Oh. Yeah. Were her parents supportive of her? <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I didn't know her back then. So oh, okay. yeah. But I imagine, yeah, that's probably a common thing that that uh, Asian, that parents, Asian parents, especially would say. like the past generations, especially yeah. people named Janet who graduated from OK. <laughs> <laughs> Fine arts. I had a buddy of mine back in the day. Um, his parents were really strict Filipino background, and mm. so he. He actually graduated honors with a fine arts degree, and he's mm-hmm. actually doing comic books. Oh, so wow. the whole time, his parents are totally against it. What are you going to do? You're going to, you're going to do graffiti all over the road? <laughs> you're going to vandalize people? That's not good. That's not going to give you anything. But they paid for his, his schooling. They paid for schooling because okay. he was what? always a very good artist and he could draw Spider-Man, yeah. Batman, all kinds of uh, superhero characters. And now he's a full-fledged uh, comic book artist. He's doing really well for himself. Nice. I just find it funny because like the parents are criticizing them, but then they're still paying for school, just like Appa's paying for Janet, right? He buys her camera, buys her a nice stand, buys her the high-end expensive stuff. Yeah, and it's sort of like what Mr. Chin's doing here. I mean, he, he is trying to help Janet, but then at the same time, he's, he's doing it to keep a hopeless starving artist off the street and he's also trying to stick it to the man yeah yeah whatever that means <laughs> he's just i think disgruntled that he has to get a dog license every year <laughs> yeah yeah I, I mean i agree with him on that part i don't get dog licenses at all it's as he says it's the same dog new license every year some uh, cities that you can get it lifetime oh really toronto is mandatory renewal every year why are we not in one of those cities <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no, Markham is uh, lifetime if it's microchipped. No, uh, I have to renew no? every year. Oh, they changed oh. it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, they knocked on our door too. Yeah. Oh, wow. I forgot to renew and I didn't realize I forgot to renew because it comes in an email form. I don't get a letter. So, yeah, they knocked on our door and they're like, do you have this many pets? And we're like, what? And my mom was like, Yes. And he's like, you need to get a license. My mom like, yeah, my daughter pays for it. And she knows because I do. And I, I always give her the tag. But I guess for this year, I forgot. You must have some noisy neighbors around here then snitching on or you. Or something. <laughs> it was like town of Markham driven up to my front door. So I was like, what? Wow. That yeah. is so weird. They really have nothing else better to do. <laughs> nosy yeah, neighbors. Really? Yeah. <laughs> nosy neighbors. And it's not even that much for the license. It's like, what, 50, 60 bucks? So it's like, come on, man. Uh, city Markham. <laughs> But I, I thought that was a that was a lot of trust to put in Mr. Chen, right? Yes, that she, she literally, yeah, 
right? She just handed him $500, really. That's true. That's true. I mean, on the other hand, Mr. Chin is known in this, I guess, universe as being a successful businessman. Apparently, he has a bunch of side businesses or mm. something. So he probably doesn't need the money, but, uh, and being up as friend, I guess she trusts him that much. Yeah. Um, it's like other- having an uncle, right? Like- yeah. Your dad's your brother or whatever family members. It's like okay, yeah, uncle's willing to help me. Why not? Uh, true, true. It, it's funny that he grows a conscience later because he comes back in the store. It's like oh, you know, did you did you <laughs> did you redeem it? It's like you know, I, I had a moral conundrum with this all this. It was because Ginger, Ginger was staring yeah. at him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny that it has to do with his dog at the end. <laughs> Ginger's the voice of reason for him. <laughs> <laughs> Looking me with those puppy dog eyes. Yeah. <laughs> And, of course, then you have Gerald as well when they're sitting down in the lottery center and he's nervously looking at the poster. Hey, that looks like you! And <laughs> yeah. the fraud poster. That was really funny. Yeah. The, the funny thing about the fraud poster is that it kind of looks like the person who played Jen in the last version of the play. Uh, her name is Rosie Simon and she's she's a Korean and she plays the older version of Janet. Well, because in the play she's right. like 30 years old or something. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it looked like her. And Did funny it? Thing, it did, yeah. Oh, and funny thing that Jay pointed like out in uh, in uh, I think it's in new TV because we were just watching it. Um, as Janet's flipping through the magazine, and Emma points out the doctor in it's the like, magazine. This is you. <laughs> this is you. Oh, no, yeah, and it looks like it was uh, Christina. Um, yeah, Mrs. Lee, who's Christina Song. Most of the convenience stores back in the day were owned by mm. Koreans, so all the families knew each other. They all each knew other. each other, yeah. Yeah, so we would know all the children by name, and <laughs> the siblings, nice. uncles, aunts, <laughs> mom and dads. We all went to the same Korean school that they had there at the, at the time. Oh, right. wow. And right. they were all part of the Barry Aurelia Korean Businessmen's Association, the KBA. <laughs> <laughs> so every year there'd be all kinds of Korean picnics and Korean uh, Christmas uh, Christmas party. <laughs> Most importantly, was there a Mrs. Park in there? Oh well, not 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 a literal Mrs. Park, but like like the character Mrs. Park. Oh, big time! Oh yeah. So, <laughs> oh, Mrs. Lee who owns uh, Mrs. Lee variety. There she comes, all happy, 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 happy. But she's a snake. She's on the cut us in our tobacco sales. <laughs> she's to put the prices down. Everyone have to copy her now. <laughs> Cutthroat business. Hmm. Maybe they'll explore that in season three or season four. That'll be funny because then you'll have to have like a whole cast of another Korean family with its store. Or maybe, yeah. <laughs> Or maybe it'll be a KBA uh, Christmas party. Ah, Live from the KBA. (laughs) Every community has a Mrs. Park. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Especially the Asian Asian community, right? Absolutely. Very competitive. Mm -hmm. Very competitive, very pretentious, very high maintenance. Mm -hmm. Nose in the air. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. This is what my child's doing. What is your child doing? I wonder if a common uh, thing is if they all have BMWs or nice fur coats that they give up for silent auctions. Or fridges that they ah. give away so that they can get a new one. <laughs> <laughs> or TVs. I remember TVs <laughs> giving away his door prizes at these KBA Christmas parties. Oh, really? Oh. <laughs> Are they used TVs? No, brand new TV. Oh, wow. Oh, brand new Samsung TV. <laughs> Of course. Of course. <laughs> I can't be a Sony. <laughs> Represent Korean products. 
<laughs> Samsung and LG. Ah. <laughs> so jumping into that, actually, it kind of leads into the last part. The I left the diamonds in the other car. Uh, so we jump into the silent auction, and uh, they got some very nice items. For example, Jose Batista bat. Uh, and, uh, of course, that's one of the things Appa's interested in. It's interesting that the writers are starting to tie in the interests of the actual cast into their characters. Like, mm-hmm. for example, Paul, who plays Appa, is a real-life Blue Jays and Maple Leaf fan. If you follow his Twitter, you'll see him at the games, and he's all smiling with his kids and everything. And you'll have, like, a bogglehead or something. Here's a funny thought. Do you think that was his bat? Oh, interesting. Possible. Yeah, yeah. He might actually own that. <laughs> yeah it's really possible yeah, yeah. it could have been as bad <laughs> and i like that tie-in to specify this is toronto yes, yes. absolutely yes. yep uh so and on the other hand you have the kim's convenience gift basket which contains gum fabric softener cat food and spice girl trading cards very hot on ebay <laughs> uh so yeah one of my questions is uh so then you have Mrs. Park kind of walking Walks into in, the yeah. yeah into the room and she's wearing her coat. But why the heck is she wearing the coat into the room if she's going to just donate it? Why not put it in that like suit bag thingy? I think she wanted to be like a Korean version of Anna White, show off the goods. <laughs> Anna White. <laughs> I'm wearing the premium item here. Yeah. She, I think she did enjoy the compliment, right? Because when she walked in, everyone's like, oh, wow, that's a very beautiful jacket. And she's like, yeah, but I have more that are more beautiful than this, so I'll donate this one. It's like, wow. Yep. yep. You imagine it would be a good one because it was a, it was a makeup gift because, as she pointed out, it was a <laughs> gift from Mrs. Mr. Kim. Uh, sorry. Mr. Park. Mr. Park yep. for missing their 20th anniversary. And, uh, of course, Pastor Nina spills a little beans like, oh, yeah, I remember those counseling sessions. <laughs> it's like, what? You started it. So I thought we were just going into it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it how they show that um, really, uh, I want to say human side, but um, like people always have this image that, oh, pastors are supposed to be, you know, very holy or whatever. Yeah. They say the right things. They do the right things, mm-hmm. right? But they show this other side of her, right? She'll say something by accident yeah. or um, like even with her behavior with the bat, right? Yes. right. She's like, oh, darn it, I want that bat, <laughs> yeah. right? So it's like, yeah, they're they're humans too, right? Yeah. And so I, I like that, that they didn't, you know, cast her role into this, oh, you know, she's very perfect, very yeah. whatever, mm-hmm. yeah. And they did that with the first pastor too pastor oh, pastor yeah, yeah 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 he was just taking things <laughs> who yeah. completely disappeared in season two you don't see him i anymore. know i wonder if it, was it because he was filming heroes reborn <laughs> well no I, I think he's because people have asked uh oh, i don't want to get his name wrong but i know his first name is hero h-i-r-o um you're gonna look it up Anyway, people were asking him if he was going to be on season three, and he said he he wasn't going to be. So I think at this point, Pastor Choi's kind of been written off, but maybe he'll come back when Pastor Nina decides she's going to go on a Harris or something. So, Appa. Kanagawa. Kanagawa? Yeah. All right. Hiro Kanagawa. There we go. Uh, so when Up is holding the bat, now he holds the bat a number of times through the episode, and I found it interesting the way he holds the bat. Now, when people 
pose with bats. I guess they kind of pose like they're going to play baseball and stuff, right? Like they, they pose to, as they're about to swing or they pose as they swing or something. But he kind of holds it in a kind of threatening way. In like he's a rifle. Like yeah. he's like the first a guard. It's like, okay, I'm going to hit you because he's got to kind of like held at like uh, at, at like one quarter and three quarters. Kind of yeah. Uh, when he's about to take his selfie. He oh can't my gosh, that was quotes. so funny. That was so funny. Here, take a selfie of me. I don't think you know what the word selfie means. <laughs> He's probably holding it like a rifle, like how he did back and in the, the day. Korean yeah. army. Korean yes, army, yeah. military duty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of holding it like upright, kind of yeah. like a, a rifleman would. And uh, it's funny that it carries on to Pastor Nina at the end when she's like, the auction is over. And she's like, oh, that, that's a lot more threatening than I wanted it to be. She's doing a hacksaw Jim Duggan, which is like almost like a two by four. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Nice. So it's funny that Kim's, especially in season two, they're making a lot of references to pop culture. Uh, in a previous episode, they're talking about, uh, oh, we are like L- Lagney and Casey. Casey and Lagney. No, Lacey. Shoot. You mean Stoska and Hutch? Yeah. No, no, no. In this oh, episode, they, was, yeah. they, they talk about being bo- like Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah. Oh, these are like batman parents in which yeah. like they're walking down in a suit and a nice fur coat and how yeah. the heck can umma wear a fur coat in the middle of summer that's why she says she wish it were a bit cooler <laughs> she's probably sweating oh, i'd definitely be sweating on that part um and uh, of course we find that Appa is actually kind of a sentimental person because he they he has to throw out his jacket, of course, as after they lean against the graffiti and uh, his jacket, and of course, uh, Uma's or not Uma's jacket, the <laughs> nice fur coat gets mm. uh, wrecked. So, do you think if Appa's method worked, would his method have worked if they used the number two setting on that fur no, coat? No, no. Number two was the one he ended up using. Yep. No, he ended up using number four. No, no, no. Number he four is longer. Number four. And he, he used and number he two. two. Okay. Two is the shorter one. Would that have worked? <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. He probably put to zero or number one on that Remington or yeah, whatever like he had. Yeah, like completely bald on that. <laughs> <laughs> and even almost said, like, yeah, no, people notice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What if they, he like or somebody carefully trimmed around that area. No. No, no. you would definitely yeah. notice it's been tempered exactly. with. Exactly. And why Why didn't Amma stop him? <laughs> I don't understand. He's holding this thing in his hand and he's talking about his hair. So should she not have like understood his intentions? I, I, I think she was just at the point where let's let's try anything, right? Mm-hmm. She was so desperate, right? Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you have a you have a plan? Okay, let's do it, right? It was just at the point like, I just let's, just let's do, do something, something yeah. right? <laughs> okay. I don't know. Have I you guys so. ever been in a situation where uh you thought a solution would work and it kind of kind of just didn't work out like that? We were talking earlier about uh, <laughs> how it's kitty story. Yeah. So in uh, when I used to visit Jay and Aurelia, I, I, and being the dumb kid I was, uh, there was one time I was playing with Silly Putty, and it was in Jay's basement, and Jay's basement had this really kind of shaggy, long, uh, long haired, is that the right word for carpet? Shaggy carpet. Shaggy carpet. And it, it was really long, and I was playing with the Silly Putty 
stupidly on on the carpet and i guess i was trying to press it against like a comic or something because you know silly putty when you press it against a comic and yeah, you rip yeah. it, off, it takes that print so i'm pressing it against her and it squished all over the carpet oh, what i thought you were doing is i think you're trying to make pancakes in the carpet <laughs> and i remember you tried to pull it off and then most of it didn't come off and then you felt so bad i remember you started crying and then my mom came down and the funniest thing was my mom Mom thought you were sick because we had watermelons early and all I remember hearing is my mom going, oh, Michael, Michael's sick? Michael, you all right? Oh, my God, Michael's a throw up? Because she thought the silly putty on the ground was was vomit no. from eating too much, too many, uh, um, too many, wa- yeah, too many slices of watermelons. <laughs> so what happened to that? I think my mom tried using hairspray and then she tried using um, ice cubes and an alcohol. We got most of it off, but then um, up until maybe three, four years ago, before my parents had a renovation, you could still see where the pink was from the silly party. <laughs> I definitely so left my mark work. there. <laughs> definitely marked your territory there, yeah. for sure. It's a funny observation throughout the episode. I, I noticed this as I was uh, going through the notes because... Uh, what I do is I go through transcripts as well. So uh, I, was a, I was looking for one particular line. I was searching for the word maybe for some reason. And I found that every character uses maybe in some sort of suggestive way to somebody else. Now, of course, in context of like regular conversations, you wouldn't think of that so much. But usually Appa is usually very authoritative. He's like one way, kind of more just my way. Whatever. My way or highway. <laughs> in most cases. And uh, uh, in this episode, he, he uses maybe four times. So he says, maybe I bid on bat and you bid on fur coat. Second one, maybe we take coat on test drive. And maybe I try Snoop Doggy Dog style. And maybe <laughs> everyone accept coat and still love, even if losing hair. <laughs> Which I found really Those funny. Those are funny lines, yes. Yeah. And even weirder that I found that uh, Jung, Jenna, and Amma all use a maybe as well. Jung says, maybe I could give him a call concerning the the, the HR guy. I yes. almost said PR again. <laughs> <laughs> Jenna saying, oh, I'm thinking of getting the Flunkenvist or the Sklurgog. Oh, right, the couches. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Amma saying, maybe I'll get some tea, which I, that that doesn't really fly but uh, i just kind of wonder if that was intentional by the writer anita capilla who has been writing a lot of the funnier episodes this this season which includes sneak attack one of my favorite ones um yeah so one of my favorite parts in this scene which is one of the uh, one of my favorite parts in this episode was the final scene where you have appa and pastor nina bidding on the the bat that was absolutely hilarious they play it out so nicely and uh if you follow their twitters pastor nina or amanda bruegel and paul who plays appa uh, they also sort of have a real life friendly rivalry as well Uh, oh that's awesome (laughs) uh concerning uh when appa was sitting uh having dinner with pastor nina in that episode where they're all eating together and he's kind of spitting everything up and uh, another episode, which it's not really clear, but you see on uh, in uh, photos that I guess Pastor Nina or Amanda has a really oily face, so he's blotting her face or something. So they're they're kind of going back and forth. But it's funny that it kind of also 
plays out in this uh, scene as well because uh, he's bidding on it and she quietly bids on it for her father, which is in question. Is she really bidding for her father or did I miss that? It's, yeah, it's hard to say. It's hard yeah. to say. Yeah. yeah. Is Amanda an actual Jays fan in real life? I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> oh, I just wonder. I and of course Appa saves a day, bids a thousand dollars on that coat. And oh, that was funny when they were trying to um, prevent the the person from bidding. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the little mink sound. Yes, it's like. It, what did she say? She's like, it's yeah. beautiful to you, or. It doesn't hurt for you because she's like, it doesn't hurt to try. Yeah. But it's like, but it hurts for baby Minx. You can still hear And you hear that little. And I was like, the first time I heard that, I'm like, wait, is that is that just me? Or is that something that's going on? And yeah, the second time, yeah. So yeah, in the final scene, of course, we have I'm on the fridge and Appa's like, you know, just just take off the coat. And then he puts it on and he kind of acts like the Bond villain. And of course, Paul, again, he's a big movie buff. So watching him act as a faux Bond villain was hilarious to see. And of course, the funnier part comes right after Pastor Nina just coming into... Was oh, she yes. gloating? Was she gloating yeah. or was she just coming into like, oh, look at you, you're wearing the coat. Well, I think she she probably stuck her head in one and is like, Oh, you're wearing your, your wife's jacket. Like, what? Because I don't think she knew that it was destroyed. That's why he, he immediately faced her frontward. And he even suggested to trade the coat for her with her, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't think she knows that it, it has, like, paint all over it. <laughs> or that it's bald. <laughs> yeah. It has a bald spot. <laughs> I just found it really funny that they, they were in the fridge wearing that. Yeah. Yeah, right? Because it's probably too hot. To, Anywhere to, yeah. else, yeah, right. for sure. Yeah, this is probably one of my favorite Pastor Nina episodes. Just overall, that scene before at the silent auction where she's like, my mistake. This is time. I think this looks more threatening. And obviously that final look that she gives to Paul, uh, to Appa as she's leaving, it's like, <laughs> that That was just gold for me. That was comedy gold. <laughs> so thanks again for joining us, Jane and Beauty. This was awesome to have you both on. Thank you guys for having us here again. Yeah, thank you. That was fun. It was, <laughs> it's, it's fun to watch the episode and, and, and talk about it and relive the moments. <laughs> It's definitely fun to dissect it and, you know, share, share our own personal stories and, mm-hmm. you know, our own um, feelings towards the show and just, you know, stuff that made us laugh about the show as well, too. Mm-hmm. And if this is the first time that you're hearing both Jane and Beauty. They will be on in other episodes in the season, so make sure to catch them. So if you have any comments, questions, or stories to share, email them to whatyoutalkingpodcast at gmail.com or tweet me at mikeun 82 And now a message from our sponsor. Do you have a problem with a lottery fraud? Did you threaten someone with a baseball bat? Or did you vandalize someone's property like a fur coat? Call me, Charles Choi. I'm the only choice. I'm KBA approved and certified. Call 647-KOREA-1. number Remember, choice, choice is the only choice. Thank you. Until the next time. Okay, Okay, see see you. you.